0: Until 11 a.m. PST, and live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook at The D Show, a real live morning radio show. And also live in Chicago, Illinois from 12 p.m. until 1 p.m. CFT. Oh, yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, today, guys, it's Pump. (laughs) Hey. Yes, I'm happy to be almost done with the week. We're almost there, y'all. Hey, shout out to Justin Chuck. Shout out to J-Poppy, who are on the Instagram right now. We see Kara's live on the YouTube. Welcome in. We got everybody tuning in right now, coming into the show. We got Snap Snapshot7. What's up? It's an absolute pleasure to have you guys supporting my live morning radio show. All right, so for today's show rundown, we're going to be going over the daily news and why going to the doctor is important. I feel as though there are a lot of social topics to talk about, but this is flu and cold season, cold and flu season, whatever you want to call it. This is the season when you are going to get sick. And if you don't get sick, you're lucky. (laughs) You're the prototype. (laughs) We need your blood samples. No, but seriously, this is the season where a lot of people do get sick. And unfortunately, this is a, a time where a lot of people don't seek help even though they may need the help. So I do want to talk about why going to the doctor is very important because having a long and healthy life is more important than anything. All right, so let's get into this news. AJ Poppy is clapping up because he understands, and he agrees. Going to the doctor is very important. All right, the Neighborhood Talk wrote on Instagram that passengers on a flight going from New Orleans to Atlanta had a huge scare after a man jumped out of the emergency exit before the plane took off. According to NOLA.com, a Southwest Airlines passenger allegedly opened a plane's emergency hatch, jumped onto the wing, and ran out onto the tarmac at Louis Armstrong New Orleans International. The plane was preparing for takeoff, but not yet in the air when the incident occurred. The 38-year-old man, who has not been identified, was detained at the airport and taken to a hospital for a mental evaluation. As of now, he has not been arrested or charged. In a TikTok video from a passenger on the plane, you can see the chaos unfold as the man is detained and the passengers are taken off the plane. The passenger claims the man was Israel-American and allegedly threw something onto the plane before he jumped off. However, other news outlets did debunk these rumors and said that these claims are false. I do want to play a few minutes of this TikTok video so you guys can kind of hear how the chaos went about on this plane. Take a listen.
1: Oh, Jesus. Oh, God! Oh. Oh oh oh
0: he put something on the plane and he jumped what? out the exit window. Go,
2: go, y'all, go. Go. go, y'all, go, y'all. Zia, are you okay? What? What
0: happened? Somebody he put something on the plane and jumped off the plane. Go, go, go.
2: Wait, he what? He, Someone jumped
0: off? See ya. See ya. He put something on the plane. Go, go, go. to oh.
2: Everybody I'm What's going on?
3: What? I don't know. That's a joke. But don't go in the
2: gate area.
3: Just go in the gate
2: area. Just walk, just walk, just
4: walk. Just walk. Just walk. Just walk.
2: Just walk. Just
4: walk.
2: Just walk. Oh, well, he put something down and then he jumped off the incident as if he left a bomb or something Okay, So, you said he put on the Okay, so, I don't know yeah. so he he the okay, so, oh, what the fuck is going on oh like, everybody started
0: getting off the head. I've never been so
2: scared. Down. Child, my chest hurt. Because <laughs> I, I was literally hurts. one seat away no, from no, him. Wait, so no, what did you see? Well, no, I just, you see, know. the was like, what the fuck are you doing, don't what the fuck are you doing? Oh, you and then he jumped off and he said he put something on the door. like, what on a bomb or something? so, apparently, we go. I can't catch my breath. It's good. I left my luggage.
4: I never dreamed I would be
0: going through nothing like this. What do you mean?
2: Oh, they dipped. There he is. There
0: he is. There he is. is. Oh, my God. There he is. There he is right there.
2: Oh, my goodness. Lord, there he is. They got him. Thank God. (laughs) it's
0: the guy beside him that's gonna be able to tell what you put down The same gotta do like, what got all right so we're gonna actually end it there because right. it's a pretty long video but i wanted you guys to kind of hear how the chaos ensued because i don't even know how i would respond if i was in that situation you're in a very closed environment Somebody's literally opening their emergency hatch. People are freaking out. You have the flight attendant or whoever else is talking saying, hey, don't run. Don't be scared. You know, just go this way. Just go this way. You heard some lady in the background scream, ah! You probably didn't hear it, but she was in the video screaming like that. You had the guy who was actually recording the video freaking out. You had other people having side conversations. Obviously, in the video, if you did see it, people were kind of trying to scoop past so the people to kind of get out the way. It's a it's a there, there has been. More extreme situations with more of an extreme outbreak of cries and chaos. But even just a little bit of chaos like this is too much for me, especially when you are in a mindset like me. When I get on planes, the first thing I want to do is get in my seat, have everybody sit down next to me. Unless I'm on like the window seat, if I'm on the aisle seat or the middle seat, I'm waiting till the other passengers come. Because if I'm in the passengers, if I'm on the seat where there's the window or if I'm waiting for somebody to come and they actually come, the first thing I'm doing is going to bed. Let me try to say that a little bit more clear. If I'm sitting on the window seat, I'm going to bed automatically. But if I'm sitting in the other seats and I'm waiting for the passengers to fill up the row, once they get there, I'm going to bed. Like... I'm not even paying attention to, hey, exits to the left, to the right. Underneath your seat is the inflatable because I've heard that thousands of times. I know where everything is. I want to go to bed. So imagine you're like me and all you're waking up to is like, what the heck is going on? Why is everybody screaming? Why is everybody moving? What's going on? Are we even (laughs) to our destination yet? I will not only be in a shock, but I'll also be pissed off (laughs) because y'all know how much these tickets cost. And a lot of times people don't get their flights until... Either the day they have to be somewhere or the day before. So it's like, what if there's no flights out after this? What if there's no flight at, the good t- at a good time the next day? What if I don't even have arrangements for anywhere to sleep? Because I now am stuck in a place I wasn't trying to be in. I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. And I don't know about y'all. Again, I say this all the time. I don't condone violence. But I want to find that person and run my one. <laughs> because why could not you do this on somebody else's plane? <laughs> Why couldn't you have your mental breakdown at home or in the Uber on the way here? You had to do it in this confined space. Oh, I can't. And I feel bad for those people who are actually involved in that situation because that's scary. That really is scary. Now, the Shade Room also reported that New Era Detroit, a nonprofit organization, hosted their third annual Hotels for Homeless, which took place at the Baymont Hotel. Aside from providing shelter and food, they also used the weekend as a resource fair to help people with housing, jobs, Healthcare and much more. Zeke Williams spoke about the annual event with at Hip Hop Detroit on Instagram and said, quote, it's a big initiative of ours, one of our biggest initiatives of the year, when we really take into consideration of those of our family members who are living on the street and who aren't fortunate enough to have a roof over their head, end quote. And I think this is such a beautiful initiative. Now, if you don't know about the demographic of Detroit, over 70% of The people living in Detroit are actually African American. Go to Google, type in the amount of Black people living in Detroit, and it will tell you the actual percentage. But there's a lot of Black people who are living in Detroit. And obviously, this is a Black guy with a Black nonprofit organization helping out people, not just Black people, but obviously people who are in need in the community. But again, in this community, the majority of the people living there are Black. And so, one, it's awesome to see people giving back to their people, but it's also amazing to see people helping out anybody who may be in need, regardless of race, regardless of sexuality, regardless of gender, and more, because a human is a human, and everybody deserves the right to live happy, healthy, long, and safe lives. And while we may see those out there who are on drugs, I know a lot of people say, like, well, they're on drugs. They did it to themselves. You have to have some compassion for people. You have to give people grace. You never know what people are going through. You never know what's happening in people's lives. And you, you never know how people fall on hard times. And everybody who's homeless is not on drugs. Some people are running away from domestic violence. Some people found themselves on hard times. Some people lost their jobs. and There are so many different situations that you can find yourself in that can almost make you homeless. And I, I just implore people to give grace, have compassion, and, and don't automatically judge based off what you think a homeless person is. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is The Jamie D Show, live on KSHPA 1400 and 107.1 FM every Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. PST in Las Vegas, Nevada, and now 12 p.m. until 1 p.m. CST in Chicago, Illinois. I don't want you guys to go anywhere because we we come back, we got some more daily news. Stick around.
5: Look, I still question my level. <laughs> is there some really good players?
0: Everybody, welcome back to The Jamie D Show. Woo! Live on KSHP AM 1400 and 107.1 FM every Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. PST in Las Vegas, Nevada, and now 12 p.m. until 1 p.m. CST in Chicago, Illinois. Woo! And also live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook at The Jamie D Show, a real live morning radio show. Welcome in. For those who are tuning into their cars right now, Hey, I appreciate you for not giving up on the Jamie D Show and sticking around. For those who are live on the YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook, and even the Instagram right now, I appreciate you all for all the love and support. All right, so if you're just now tuning in, we're going over some daily news. And I got a lot of hot tea and a lot of hot news to talk about. And I really want to talk about this because, woo! (laughs) now I've done lived in Dallas, Texas. I think I've said this several times on my live morning radio show, I Love Dallas, Texas. Whenever I go to Dallas, Texas, I have a time. Do you hear me? A time. And the last time, I was, last time I was in Dallas, Texas, I was actually flown out to do celebrity celebrity appearances at clubs, lounges, and bars, and to do my live morning radio show from remote rock remote locations. Excuse me, Jesus. <laughs> and I had a great time. I love it. And this story shocked me because this is a story about a bar. In Dallas, Texas, and I am just so flabbergasted. Now, according to the Shade Room, what began as a night out for two Dallas moms quickly turned south after they were given free lemon drops shots from the bartender at Harlow's MXM restaurant and bar. Now, hear, hear me out, y'all. I've been to Harlow's. I have a time. I know the DJ there. I've been cool with some of the bartenders. So, again, when I tell you this story, sent me to like a. OMG moment? from. So, Brianna Knox and Akia Robertson claim that not only did the shots send them to the hospital, but upon arrival, Knox was told she tested positive for an amphetamine. E- the bar employees deny wrongdoing despite an ongoing investigation into the incident. However, Knox and Robertson are not the only women who are speaking up. In fact, several other women have come forward and shared similar experiences after receiving drinks at Harlow's. Now, The Shade Room is asking, could this have been a for unfortunate coincidence or is there more to this story? Now, I want to play this report because The Shade Room has this new segment that's called TSR Investigates. And <laughs> the anchored reporter who does these reports, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I just have to play this again. I'm in shock. How dare y'all? Take a listen. Buzz Ladies
2: Night.
5: It's kind of sickening
2: but they weren't feeling all right. I was throwing the blood. What happened to these moms at a bar has everyone talking in Dallas. They say the bartender gave them free lemon drop shots that sent them to the hospital.
5: They told me that I had tested positive for amphetamine.
2: They say employees are working together in an operation to drug their customers. So the Shade Room got on the phone and started asking questions. I'm Justin Carter. This is TSR Investigates. It was the weekend after Thanksgiving, the perfect time for these best friends of 20 years to leave the kids at home and hit the club. And that's exactly what they did on November 26th at Harlow's MXM Restaurant and Bar in the city's Deep Ellum neighborhood. But they say things got weird when they approached security at the front door.
5: And when we got there, the bouncer was like, how bad do y'all want to get in?
2: They wanted to get in real bad. Brianna Knox says it was cold and rainy that night.
5: He was just basically saying like, The only way, you know, I'll let y'all in right now is if you show love to the bartender.
2: Her best friend, Nakia Robertson, says they didn't think anything of it.
6: And we know that usually they do try to sell the drinks because that's how clubs make their money from
2: selling drinks. They got to the bar and ordered a round of lemon drop shots. They say the bartender even took one with them and offered another shot on the house.
6: For my second shot, I immediately started feeling off. I was like... just not right. I feel like I'm drunk already.
2: They say he kept the shots coming, again, refusing to accept payment. Then Knox started feeling funny. I kind of
5: started feeling just a little spacey.
2: They took this short video showing what they were drinking and you can see something was settled at the bottom of the cup. They didn't realize it though at the time. They also got a glimpse of the bar and say that the countertop blocks the area where the drinks are prepared
6: he tried to give us another shot and I didn't want to take another shot because I felt like I had hit my limit.
2: What did you do in that moment? He
6: was like stumbling like yes. into the DJ booth and then I remember when we got to the DJ booth um, that's when the security guard appeared.
2: They say they were in and out of consciousness but do remember that same security guard getting handsy and flirtatious with them.
5: He was acting as if he was trying to like you know assist us but it was also very flirtatious and very directed in your face uncomfortable for someone that's supposed to be protecting you
2: they stumbled out of there robertson then realizing her car keys were missing and by this point she started to get extremely sick
6: i was throwing up blood and i was just throwing up and then falling back out the whole ride home
2: they did manage to get a hold of relatives who were able to track their location and get them home
6: the
5: next morning i woke up to several calls and text messages on my phone when i looked at the message it said
2: e this is the text message that Knox says came from that security worker the night of the incident he says quote no keys but i'm still looking you want me to get you an Uber to my crib until we figure it out? And you don't remember giving him your phone number?
5: No, I don't remember giving him my phone number. Of all things, you decided to get us a, a Uber to your home. That's unacceptable and it's unprofessional.
2: They went back to Harlow's and spoke to a manager.
5: They were very apologetic and the manager even, you know, cried and said stuff like this has never happened here and we're going to get to the bottom of it. It's against our rules and policies for a bartender to take a shot with our clients.
2: It wasn't enough. They both went to the hospital to get checked.
5: They told me that I had tested positive for amphetamine.
2: They told Robertson though she threw up so much that night that her screening was inconclusive. They called 911 and filed a report with Dallas police. Dallas police sending us this message saying, quote, that the preliminary investigation determined the victims went to a local hospital after going to a business, consuming beverages and becoming ill. This is an ongoing investigation. Hi, my name is Justin Carter from the Shade Room. I was hoping to speak with someone from security at Harlow's. I called the security guard's number, the same number that appeared on the text message. At first, he told me he had no comment, so we asked to speak with someone who could comment. He then said over the phone, in part, quote, that it's so much evidence that proves otherwise of what this person is putting out there There's going to be legal actions taken against her for falsely accusing people and putting people's names out there for no reason. The bar was full of people. She never thought to say someone else could have put something in her drink. Straight up made a false story and went with it. End quote. We then asked him about the text suggesting that she come to his apartment. He said, quote, it was nothing of that nature. There is full video of me and her having a full conversation and talking and she's talking to me knowingly. She then carries it on to be something else. It was never like that. She is picking and choosing who to say things with, deleting messages out of her phone from what I can see. I don't think she is lying about being drugged or anything, but I think she is pointing her fingers in the wrong direction. I think it's BS. On Instagram, Hartlow's MXM writing, quote, that we have been diligently investigating these allegations made by Ms. Robertson and Ms. Knox, our security company and management team have been interviewing staff and reviewing video to ascertain what happened that evening. We're fully committed to learning the truth. Our internal investigation is almost completed. End quote.
5: But They haven't contacted us. They haven't reached out to us. And I genuinely from the bottom of my heart feel that the only reason why they even made that statement is because people are, now it went viral.
2: And once it did go viral, the comments began pouring in. This woman DMing her saying, quote, the last time I went, I had a similar experience by getting free drinks and getting drunk extremely fast off only a few. My friends had to carry me out. Another woman saying, quote, on New Year's of this year, I literally took one or two shots and had a mixed drink. Out of nowhere, I was blacked out. And another, quote, I was at Harlow Sunday and was shown extreme love. After three shots, I was rushed to Baylor.
6: Our goal is to get this information out there so that this does not happen to anybody else.
2: Mm -hmm. And a reminder to check your drink and your surroundings when you do go out. The two say they've hired an attorney and plan to file a formal complaint with this case. As far as that security guard we spoke to over the phone, he says that he does plan to give my phone number to higher-ups, and if they do want to speak, they'll give us a call. We're waiting to hear back. For TSR Investigates, I'm Justin Carter.
0: Wow. When I tell you insane... You can't put anything past anybody. Look, I can say how much I love Dallas, Texas. I can say how much I had a great time in Harlow. I can say how much of a great time I had with security guards and with bartenders and with the DJ. But what I will never do is victim shame. Period. Also, I tell people this all the time. The experience you're going to have as a male... Is gonna be completely different than the experience you're gonna have as a female. The experience you're gonna have as a white male is gonna be completely different than the experience you're gonna have as a black male and as a black woman versus a black man, as a white woman versus a black woman. Like the experiences are gonna be completely different. And I'm so sorry that these two men went through this, but I'm so grateful that they are standing up for themselves and speaking out so that this does not happen to innocent people. Period. And I'm going be honest, the people that I went to Harlem with, probably not even there no more. So this is probably some new people doing some crazy stuff. Because I, again, when I went back to Dallas uh, for my celebrity walkthroughs and stuff, it was a bunch of different people working everywhere. So I don't even know who's even involved in the situation. But even if I did know, I would want them to be held to a, the same account as a random person. Because this is insane. And y'all can ask anybody. I love me a good free something. <laughs> I love me a good free shot, a free comp bottle. You know, I like to feel the love. Just like that girl said, that love that you get when you get the love from the DJ, get the love from the parts and the security, it makes you feel like, oh, I'm somebody. And it feels good. It feels good to go out and just have a generally great time. And I'm so sorry that these individuals had their great time ruined because there were, and I can only say allegedly because we don't have the tr- truth yet but there are people allegedly plotting on their downfall. And let's be real honest. There are security guards in every city that are looking to use their power to get over on women. There are security guards, managers and bartenders all in the same type of conspiracy to, well, issue uh, what well, the plot to drug people. I've heard of even men getting drugged by other men. Like, This isn't taboo. So when I heard a story like this, like I said, I was just shocked because you don't ever want to hear about a place that you like to go to or a city that you like to be in having bad press. But you want that press to get out so it doesn't happen to you or other people. And it's, it's just sad. I'm so sorry that happened to these girls. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And like Gina Chandler says individual experiences for us all. That is true. Hope this is fully investigated. And while some people like to make fun of TSR Investigates, I think they're doing a good job. I think a lot of these blogs are doing a good job at reporting things. We, we can all do better as media outlets. Shoot, she, even can I. Even I could do better as a media outlet and as a media personality. But a lot of us are doing our best and we're reporting a lot of our, our true and accurate stories. And wow, it just sucks. To know that there are security guards out there who are using their powers against evil, we know a lot of security guards can even be police officers. So they do the extra most. They put their hands on people. That like, why would you like? And they do stupid stuff. Like, how bad do you want to get in? Like, come on now. And most of the time, it's free to get into Harlow. Yeah, they may charge like an extra ten bucks, but a lot of times you don't even know if that's going into the security guard's pocket or if that's actually going to the establishment itself. it's, It's just so irritating that the people. Who are supposed to be there to serve and protect are not doing the right thing, period. And security guards, a lot of y'all should not be security guards. And, and gosh, bartenders, come on, man. Like, y'all are the front of the house. Y'all are front facing. I, I can't, man. I, I just never understood people have to drug somebody just to get them to be sexual with them. It's, it's disgusting. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. This is the Jimmy D Show live on KSHP AM 1400 and 107.1 FM every Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. Until 11 a.m. PST in Las Vegas, Nevada. And now 12 p.m. until 1 p.m. CST in Chicago, Illinois. I don't want you guys to go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to have a conversation on why going to the doctor is extremely important. So please stick around. This is a really good social topic that I want to get into. And I want you guys to actually share your opinions or even call in at 702-221-7283. Again, 702-221-7283. Stick around. It's the Jamie D Show. We'll what's up everybody welcome back to the jamie d show Live on KSHP AM 1400 and 107.1 FM every Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. PST in Las Vegas, Nevada. And now live in Chicago, Illinois from 12 p.m. until 1 p.m. CST. We're also live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook at The Jimmy D Show. Yes, at The Jimmy D Show. That's T-H-E-J-A-I-M-E-D-E-E-S-H-O-W. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share this link out with your friends family and loved ones so they can come support my real live morning radio show. We are live on the radio, y'all. Let's get into it. Alright, so <laughs> I just named on my Instagram Go to the Doctor. And I want you guys to actually tune into this segment because if you're just not tuning into my live morning radio show, I went over some daily news and now we're gonna have a conversation on why going to the doctor is important. Yes, just like I wrote on my Instagram, go to the doctor, period. Now, I want to give you my personal story. Growing up, I never understood anything about healthcare, insurance, the importance of going to the doctor or any of that stuff. I always looked at the doctor as an on-emergency basis only type of deal. Like, when you sprain something, break something, when you're so sick to the point that you can't move or your pain is just so intolerable, that's when you go. But other than that, you stayed your butt in bed. You ate some soup, you took some medicine, and you got your rest. Especially in the black household. In the black household, you couldn't even play a video game. If you did not go to school and you were sick, if you think you're going to be on your phone playing a video game or even trying to watch TV, oh, you ain't sick enough and you're going right back to school. <laughs> or you're getting up and doing some chores around the house. Listen, black parents don't play. I don't know what y'all experiences have been like. I can only speak about my experiences and how black parents are, but they don't play. If you're sick, you better really be sick, and you better be trying to get back to good health. Now, even when I started hearing that my external family members were being diagnosed with diabetes, different types of cancer, and then even having family members actually pass away from their illnesses and diseases, It never truly registered to me what was all going on. Like, yeah, I would hear my parents talk about like, okay, well, this aunt was traveling here to do this or this family member was doing this. And I'm just kind of like, it's all a very sad situation and it it hurt my heart. And when I went to funerals, I cried and all that stuff, but it still never truly registered to me. It wasn't until I went to college and actually had to grow up and do stuff on my own that made me realize oh my God, like this stuff is really serious. Like not saying that illnesses aren't serious. What I'm saying is like going to the doctor is serious. Finding out that you have these diagnoses are serious. Paying for this crap is serious. (laughs) Now, (laughs) uh, Boogie Boogie underscore the great says, and make sure you drink your ginger ale. He ain't lying. Black parents love giving you ginger ale like it was going to cure something. (laughs) But yeah, like again, it just never occurred to me that Health problems can really start at any age, to anyone. Just because I'm young doesn't mean I'm exempt from contracting anything. On top of that, you actually got to pay to go to the doctor and or go to the hospital or urgent care. Yes, my mom, paid for things and whatnot growing up when we went to the doctor. But again, I never paid attention to how much it could cost and how you could still get a bill after the fact. I also never knew the cost of things, depending on the type of medical insurance you had, And so I started getting my own. Now, what was the worst thing to find out, though, was that medical insurance costs every month. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, you got to pay for something that you may not even use often. And then when you start to use your insurance, you got to pay when you get to the hospital or urgent care because there's a deductible. And then you're most likely going to have to pay again. Yes. (laughs) you're going to have to pay again. Like WTF. I didn't ask to be on this earth. Why does everything cost? And why is everything so hard to figure out? Like, I swear they don't make medical assurance or any type of assurance make sense. Like, yeah, you can get the gist of it, but I swear there's all these big words. There's so many paragraphs. I'm like, oh my God, just get to the point. What is this? What is PPO? What's HMO? Am I going to die or am I going to (laughs) live? Like, I just hate it. However, even though I say all of that, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that we as people should be going to see the doctor and not waiting until it's too late. I know I just complained about insurance, and I know we all know going to the doctor is boring, takes too long, and is a huge chore, but we also know that going to the doctor when it's too late is worse than anything else. I want everyone to know how important it is to have a primary care doctor that truly knows you, cares about you, and helps you. I get that there are always two sides of the story. Shoot, maybe even three. So I'm going to play a video that sheds light on why people don't go to the doctor. But after that, we're going to get into the fact of why it's important to go to the doctor, even though that there's these issues and concerns. Because, again, it's more important to take control of your health because health is wealth versus complaining or having issues and then having to deal with it later. So please take a listen to pbs.org and their story on why more Americans are putting off going to the doctor.
4: For 25 years, Consumer Cellular's goal has been to provide wireless service that helps people communicate and connect.
2: So we offer a variety a, of no-contract plans, really and official. our
0: U.S.-based customer <laughs> service team <laughs> you can help find one We actually you. get to that you. video, but that's the commercial, and then when we get to the video, we'll pot it back up. But yeah, this video is going to explain why and it's important, high why people cost. aren't going to the doctor to so detect
4: a and treat early warning signs, help avoid costly emergency room visits and contribute to better outcomes. But nearly a third of Americans lack access to primary care services such as routine doctor's checkups. And 40% of U.S. adults say the financial burden of care has led them to delay going to the doctor or just not go at all. We asked people around the country to tell us about the barriers they encounter when they try to go to the doctor for preventative care and primary care services.
5: I haven't been to a primary care doctor in maybe two or three years.
2: I, I just went to the doctor for a routine checkup with some blood tests, and I get this big bill in the mail a few weeks later. And that experience by itself makes me less likely to go to the doctor because there's just so much uncertainty.
1: At first, I was looking at Yelp reviews and health grade and things like that. And I realized you can't even be picky about that anymore. You just got to be kind of grateful if you can find any doctor who says that they'll take on a new patient. The new
5: patient fee ranges, from my experience, between $300 and
1: $450. And yeah, insurance does not cover that at all, in my experience. I have a number of health problems, so I have attempted to go to the doctor on numerous occasions, every single one, and I'm talking seven or nine, seven or eight, pardon me, um, doctors that I've had initial appointments with that have, when I go back to reschedule, they are no longer in my network, no longer practicing. I have a lot of pain. I have arthritis like everywhere. (laughs) And so I finally had to go because I'm just in a lot of pain, but then I went to get an X-ray And they said my insurance was invalid. And I called them and they said it was valid. So now I have to wait another, whatever, two, three weeks to get an x-ray. And so I'm still not being treated. My hands are killing me and I work really hard. and So it's just really frustrating. I needed to see a a gastroenterologist about uh, a year ago and I managed to get a 15-minute call with one, and I got charged $900 for that 15-minute call. And my insurance company, which was costing me quite a bit of money, would not pay most of it because they said I had a deductible for that. So um I was just really exasperated. It's all very expensive, and um the care seems to be sort of inaccessible. What's going to happen here shortly is I'm going to go to the ER, which is extraordinarily costly um, and unnecessary, but that's where we have the healthcare problem and the costs in this country, because when it's so difficult to see an actual doctor, people go to the ER, which is exponentially more expensive than just going to your individual doctor.
6: I feel that doctors are under a lot of pressure to see as many patients as possible, so they don't give the patient one-on-one attention. I find that very frustrating as a patient advocate and as a patient myself, so I just avoid it because it's very disheartening.
4: The voices of some of those who are frustrated with health care. Dr. Maya Artandi is a clinical professor of primary care and population health at Stanford Medical School. Uh, Dr. Artandi, the things that these people were citing, does that ring true to you? Is that the sort of thing you hear?
8: Yes, it definitely rings true to me. It is very hard nowadays to get a primary care doctor. Access is so minimal, and it's very expensive.
4: Why is it hard to find a primary care doctor? Now, not only getting to get an appointment, but sometimes finding one who's taking new patients is difficult.
8: It's a big problem. We have a primary care crisis in this country. Um, personally, I think that primary care is underappreciated under a paid the young doctors don't want to be primary care doctors, they want to be specialists. And so we don't have enough primary care doctors. The primary care doctors we have take on an enormous amount of work with all the preventative health care, all the follow-up visits, and um, all the after-hour computer work answering messages, and they get burned out.
4: During the pandemic, there were a lot of people who were afraid to go to see the doctor. They were worried about sitting in the waiting room close to other people. Have they gotten into the habit of not going to the doctor now?
8: There's still a certain amount of fear, but I think many people did not come to the doctor for three years, and so they let their health problems lapse. Unfortunately, those health problems then got worse. The diabetes is less well-controlled. The blood pressure is less well-controlled, and now everybody's trying to get in, and it's frustrating for us as providers as much as for patients.
4: You talked earlier about the uh, lack of access to primary care physicians. Is there one segment of the population or or a type of patient who's more likely uh, to to lack access, not be able to see a primary care physician?
8: It has a lot to do with insurances. Patients who don't have good insurances have it even harder to get primary care doctor. There are certain insurances that they are not taken by different clinics, And those poor patients can't get access. It's even harder for them.
4: And a lot of those patients end up treating the emergency room as their primary care physician. Obviously, it's more expensive to do that. But what does that do to the system?
8: It is a big problem. Most patients wait until they are seriously ill, and then they do need to go to the emergency room because they are sick. They need to get admitted to the hospital. But we also have a lot of other patients who shouldn't come to the emergency room because they just need prescription refills or other things, and the emergency rooms are overloaded. Wait times are really high. Um, so that's not the good way to get primary care or preventative health care.
2: Has
4: telehealth helped or, or do you, and does it have the possibility of, of helping solve this problem?
8: I'm a huge fan of telehealth because it does take away a lot of barriers patients have. Patients don't need to find child care, elder care, take time off work because they can do those visits in their lunch break. So it is a really great thing to have. And there are other barriers. Some patients, especially the elderly population, are not as savvy with video visits, so they don't feel comfortable with a telehealth visit. But overall, I think telehealth is a really great addition to healthcare.
4: And we've also seen the growth in urgent care centers. Is that helping?
8: I personally work a lot in urgent care, and I've seen so many patients, and I hear from my patients, oh, I tried to make an appointment with my primary care doctor. I can't get in. So now as urgent care doctors, we start doing chronic disease management, not just urgent care anymore. So now I prescribe the diabetes medication, that blood pressure medication, because it's just too hard to get an appointment with primary care.
4: Another thing we heard from the people around the country talking about their experiences was frustration with insurance, which, of course, <laughs> the doctors, the providers have nothing to do with.
8: I'm as frustrated as insurance as other uh, as the patients. There's no transparency. I order a test. I don't know if it gets covered. Every January the insurance decides what medications they cover and what not. So I have patients who are in the same drug for twenty years and suddenly the insurance doesn't cover it anymore. Um so it would help if the insurances were more transparent about what they cover, what they don't cover.
4: What else can be done to, to sort of take away these frustrations and help People go to the doctor more often or or not be frustrated in going to the doctor.
8: I think it's important that everybody has a primary care doctor because you don't want to wait until you really need a doctor uh, because then it will take nine, ten months to see somebody. So everybody should now make an appointment, check with the insurance, who's a network, and then just make an appointment, meet and greet so you have somebody and then follow up do your preventative health care. I know people think, oh, I'm healthy, it's not necessary, but it's important to know if the blood pressure is at goal or not because that way we then can prevent problems down the line.
4: Dr. Maya Artandi from Stanford Medical School. Thank you very much.
8: Of course. So before we take a quick
0: break, I just want to kind of mention some of the comments. Like Gina Chandler said, telehealth for over $900, Exactly. That's insane. There are so many issues and concerns on why people don't go to the hospital, and majority of them are because of cost. And we just came out of a we just came out of a pandemic. People are still struggling. Shoot, before the pandemic, people are struggling. These hospital prices are highway robbery. And I I just feel like it's ill practice. Like, how how much money do you need? People's life is on the line. People's lives are on the line, and you're charging all this. Just like Gina Chandler said, some people just die because they can't afford insurance and they can't afford life. And you know what? We're actually going to skip the break because I want to play another audio, and I want I want to say this too because it, it it really bothers me how life is just so expensive. Life is just so unnecessarily hard, and. We're given all of this fun, exciting and delicious thing to delicious things to eat and do and it all negatively affects our health. The food is bad for us. The things that we enjoy, liquor, whatever type of smoking you want to do, whatever type of recreational drugs you want to do, I'm not saying do those things. I'm just saying all these things are placed on the majority of it is bad. It's bad. And just like Mercy said, facts can't even afford to breathe. It's so hard to live a regular, healthy life. Shoot, I just went and got a tuna, a tuna salad wrap from Jimmy John's and realized how many calories was in that dang wrap. Like, oh, my God. It's like even the stuff that they say is good for you is still bad. Oh, my God, man. It's, it's just hard to live life. And, not, and I know your people, some people are like, oh, stop complaining, whatever, just control it. Sometimes you just want the tuna salad. Sometimes you just want the shot at the bar. Sometimes you don't feel like working out. (laughs) I'm just saying. Now, like I said previously, I wanted to shed light on why people decide not to go to the doctor because I can completely understand everyone's concern. However, I also know that what is more important is a healthy and long life. I want you all to know that it is important to go to the doctor because you never know how it could save your life or even prevent you from having a life-altering issue. Now, that is a message for everybody. But it is really a message for my black and brown people. I know a lot of you are afraid of the cost of not receiving the right treatment and even facing discrimination. Trust me, I've had all those concerns and even dealt with all those issues. But nothing beats finally finding the doctor who gets you, someone who cares about you and generally wants to help you no matter what or who you are. We now live in 2023 where there are so many different types of doctors. You can find, a, you can find a gay doctor, a trans doctor, a white doctor, a black doctor, a brown doctor, and more different types of doctors. If you are afraid that you can't find someone who looks like you or who is living like you, take a step back, breathe. Reach out to other people for help and also do your own research. I can assure you there is someone out there who understands exactly what it is you are going through or who you are. Now, please don't let misinformation, lack of education or rumors stop you from taking control of your health, your health today and receiving help. I want everyone who is listening to to take a listen to this Fox 2 Detroit report that they made on why it's important to see your doctor regularly. Again why it's important to see your doctor regularly. I really want you all to take control of your health because health is wealth. Take a listen.
7: Well, during the pandemic, some people got used to skipping doctor's appointments, right? Unless they were absolutely necessary, but it looks like many people still haven't returned to those regular doctor visits. This morning, the doctor's in. Dr. Victoria Torgler, a primary care physician from Trinity Health, joining us, talking about All the things, not skipping your doctor visits, of course, being one of the number one things. Doctor, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for being here. So you're, you're what we traditionally call family doctor, right? Yes. Yep. Now, we have sort of lost that tradition a little bit. And why is that? Is there a doctor shortage or is it lack of access? What is it?
3: I think it's a little bit of both. I think there are fewer people wanting to go into primary care, um, fewer people going into family medicine that we used to see. Um, and family medicine has changed a little bit over time. And the pandemic definitely changed a lot of that. I think more yeah. people are dependent on, you know, same day sick visits and urgent cares and less forming that relationship with a doctor that knows them well.
7: So the urgent care is super. super... Super convenient, and there is a a time and a place for urgent care. When when do we say, okay, go to the urgent care versus wait to see your your primary care physician or your family doctor?
3: Yep. So actually I tell all my patients, call us first. So 24 hours a day, we have an on-call service. We have nurses that can talk to you and they can help you decide, do I need an emergency room? Do I need the urgent care? Or can I wait till tomorrow um, to see my doctor? And sometimes the nurses would say, oh, you know what? Try this for a day or two. And if it's still a problem, then we'll see you in two or three days. So
7: Sometimes we do want that immediate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And maybe it's not always necessary. Maybe it doesn't have to be uh, right that minute that we have to get an appointment that day. Let's talk about, uh, we know that pandemic changed a lot of our habits um, as far as going, you know, the doctor's offices were closed in many cases. So um, what do we gain from having... A regular uh, relationship with a doctor.
3: Yep. So one of the things that we gain is just the ability for me to know you, know you well, and kind of know what your risks are. Mm. So if I know your family history really well, I know your social history, know what you do for work, what your family life is like, I can best advise you, okay, here are things that you might need to do to keep yourself well and healthy for as long as possible.
7: Is there a a way that people can connect with a doctor that uh, you know, fit, fits their schedule, their personality, all of that. How do, how does someone go about finding that connection?
3: It's tough. Um, yeah. so sometimes, you know, people have to like shop around. They go to a couple of different offices and find the one that's the right fit for mm-hmm. them. Um, I went into medicine because I knew a lot of women only like to see female doctors mm-hmm. and having that as an extra, um, Lack of access is something that's big,
7: so. Yeah, that, yeah, important to point out. Yeah, you want to be able to have, identify with your doctor on some level, whether it's like-mindedness or feeling like that person can understand where you're coming from. It's so important. Yeah. To build that trust and that relationship. Okay, so uh, as of right now, I I was asking you, there's not a lot going on around as far as sickness that you're seeing that people popping into the office looking for care. Right now we're, we're. In general, things are looking okay?
3: Yeah, the last couple of weeks, it's been kind of a lull at what we call them same day sick. So people coming in because they're, you know, urgently sick, needing to know is it COVID, is it flu, is it something else? Um, so we're kind of in a little lull right now, the last couple of weeks, which is great.
7: <laughs> right. And we know that when kids start to head back to school, things uh, explode when it comes to those sick calls,
3: right? Yeah. September tends to be a really busy um, month for us for yeah. sick visits. Yeah. All
7: All right, good. Uh, Dr. Torgler, we'll jump on Facebook Live and answer any of your questions, if you have questions for the doctor about anything that you're dealing with right now or how to find a doctor, any of those questions, and then we'll continue the conversation on The Nine. Primary care physician from Trinity Health is with us. Doctor, welcome back. Thank you. Let's talk about the annual physical because that is something that can be seen as a nuisance, especially if you're walking through life and you're like, I'm fine, I don't need to do that. Do, does everybody need to have an annual physical?
3: Absolutely, um, so the whole point of an annual physical is to find things when you're not having symptoms of anything. So mm. we go over all of your risks, we talk about what's going on in your life, your family history, and decide you know what kind of testing we need to do.
7: Right. So that makes sense because if you have a symptom, then you're making a doctor's appointment for that particular symptom. Absolutely. So the physical, you're looking at, we know the basics, blood pressure, blood pressure
3: cholesterol, those yeah. sorts of things. Yep. Yeah, so we're looking, we check your blood pressure, we check your weight, we, uh, we'll check blood and look for your cholesterol, check your sugar levels. Um, we talk about your mood. We look for, you know, depression and anxiety. Um, we talk about substance abuse. Um, and then we get into family cancer risks and talk Hmm. about if you're due for any cancer screenings.
7: What does the... I know we've uh, talked about this. It's changing a little bit, the screening for depression and anxiety when you go see your primary care physician. Yeah. What should that screening look like? I mean, is it just a few questions or is it more in depth?
3: The screening is um, typically two questions to start with. Um, and it's just asking patients in the last two weeks, um, have you felt down, depressed, hopeless, or in the last two weeks, have you lost pleasure in doing things that are normally pleasurable and bring you joy? Um, and if they say yes to either of those, then we dig deeper into what's going on and and those are a couple of questions that you have to really
7: answer honestly. Yeah, and have do kind of a little gut check uh, yep. of your life and, and know what the answer is. Absolutely. Okay, so you're so everybody should be getting the annual physical. Yes. And when you're the patient showing up, so you're so you're in search of a good doctor. Maybe you think you found one. How are you a good patient?
3: It's um, a great question. Good. Um, to be a good patient, um, just come in willing to talk, willing to answer questions. If you know your family history, bring in um, things that you know about your family history. If you have medications from a previous doctor, things that you're already taking, um, even if it's herbal supplements, bring those on in physically so we can look at them and make sure we have the right names and doses of everything. Um, when you say
7: know your family medical history, mm-hmm. what are you... What are you looking for exactly in your family
3: history? How far deep do you have to go in the family tree? <laughs> right. Um so we're typically asking about uh grandparents, parents, siblings, children. Um so with cancers, we would say, you know, any of those people do they have significant cancers um that we need to know about. Um and we're also looking at uh, at
7: a younger age where it might be a more genetic condition versus Environmental factors from growing old, right?
3: Absolutely. So we know like lung cancer is almost completely linked to smoking. Um, so we don't screen for lung young cancer in non-smokers. Um, but family history um, in young people, colon cancer is coming younger and younger. Breast cancer, um, big genetic risk for young people. If mom and grandma had breast cancer
7: right absolutely okay so uh the takeaway is uh get your annual physical show up uh, be ready to share uh your private information with the doctor and bottom line is if you're afraid to go to the doctor, the more you know, you will sleep better at night, even if
3: the news is means you got to work on a couple things. Absolutely. Knowledge is power. And if you know what's going on, you can actually do things to help yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, doctor, thank you
7: for being in yep, this morning. Thank you.
0: I completely agree, y'all. Please don't be afraid to go to the doctor. Knowledge is power. Prevent things before they become a problem. And even if they are a problem, you may be able to reverse the issue. Please go to the doctor. Please don't be afraid. Please do your research and don't let your demographics stop you from receiving the care that you deserve, all right? Everybody, this is the Jimmy D Show, live on KSHP AM 1400 and 107.1 FM every Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. PST in Las Vegas, Nevada, and now 12 p.m. until 1 p.m. CST in Chicago, Illinois. I love you guys so much. If you want to promote your business, products, services, music, or whatever. Hit us up at info at jamied.com. Info at jamied.com. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace out and go to the doctor.